a summary of the of the Sikha. It's known that uh, Parsha Bamidbar is always read before Shavuos, and since every uh, Parsha that is read in a in a certain time of the in the year has a connection to that time of the year, so there must be a connection between Parsha Bamidbar and the preparation for Matan Torah. Because since we're not at Matan Torah yet, we're rather in the time when we're preparing for Matan Torah, which starts with Beis Sivan because that's why Moshe Rabbeinu began to prepare the Yidin with the messages that he was bringing from Hashem. So there must be a connection between Bamidbar and the preparation, or the idea of Beis Sivan and An. So in order to understand that question, let's t- talk about what the Alter Rebbe says about this. He says that in our countries we don't fast, and we don't say Tachtim from Rosh until Ches, including Ches. Because right after Rosh Chedesh, Moshe Rabbeinu began to engage the Yidin in regards to Kabbalah Satayra, because on, Ma- on Monday, which was Rosh Chodesh, and then on Tuesday, which was Beis Sivan, he said to him, Batem kayanim. And then on Wednesday, he said to them the mitzvah of staying away from Harsinai, and on Thursday, he said to them about staying away from the wives for two days, and then the third day was already Shabbos, which was Matan Torah. That's what the Alter Rebbe says. So you have to understand about this. Why does the, the Alter Rebbe bring the proof from that he began to engage them in Matan Torah from the Pasuk Ba'atam Tiyulim Amlechaz V'Gayanim there is a Pasuk before that which is V'Yisam Liskula Mikolamim you will be to me a chosen nation from all the nations that's before Ba'atam Tiyulim Amlechaz why does he skip that Pasuk and go to Mamlechaz Gayanim another question what is the meaning of Mamlechaz Gayanim so the Ramban says that it means servants of Hashem the literal translation of Gayanim um, it goes on even more the Mechilta says that every Yid could have been a Kayin to eat Kachim the Balaturim even says Kayinim G'daylim so it means Kayinim he is, interprets it, they interpret it as Kayinim Rashi says that the word Kayinim over here means Sarim, masters, princes so if it means princes what's the connection between being a prince and being uh, and Matan Torah how, how does that relate to Matan Torah Another thing we have to understand, right after the words Mamleches Kainim, it says V'goy Kaddish, in a holy nation. But the Alter Rebbe doesn't quote the word Goy Kaddish. All he writes is V'goymer. So he doesn't quote it, but he alludes to it by writing V'goymer. Why does he do that? So to explain, we have to understand why Rashi decides to interpret the word Kainim over here as Sarim, rather than the literal translation of Kainim. Because Rashi himself said earlier, that kol loshin kayin, every time it says kayin, it means a servant of Hashem. In fact, when he says over here that it means sarim, he has to bring proof from a pasuk that there is a pasuk in which the word kayin means princes rather than kayin. So Rashi himself knows that it means the literal translation is kayin. Why does he choose to interpret it as princes rather or masters rather than kayin? And the answer is. Because since the next words in the Pasuk are Goy Kaddish, so then Kayanim can't mean Kayanim, because that already means Kaddish. That already means sanctified unto Hashem. So then what would be the purpose of writing the Goy Kaddish? Therefore we must say that Kayanim in this case is not what it usually means, but it means Sarim. So based on this we can now say that there are three expressions in these Pesukim. There is V'yisimli Skula, then there is Mamlechas Kayanim, and then there is Goy Kaddish. They, they express three different types, three levels within the Yidin. 
there is the Isimli Skula, that the Yidin are outstanding amongst the different nations. Then there is Sarim, how they are above masters of the other, nation, of the other nations. And then there is Gaikadosh, that they are completely removed from the world altogether. A sanctified people, Kadosh Amuvdal from all matters of worldliness. What do these three levels translate in Avedas Hashem? In Chesidus, in Avedas Hashem. The Yisim Liskula talks about the Yidin as being chosen by Hashem. Hashem decided to choose, and we know, it's well known that the idea of choice means that there's nothing in the person that is being chosen, in the item that is being chosen, that demands that it be chosen. It's purely from the perspective of the chooser, the chooser decides to make the choice. Because if it's something special and unique and outstanding about the thing being chosen, so then it's like the chooser is compelled, must choose that, because there's something special about it. But since the Yidin are outstanding and different than the Goyim, so then what does it mean that Hashem chose them? What it means is, the choice comes from such a deep place within Hashem, where there is no difference between a Yid and a Goyim. There's no difference between darkness and light. He doesn't see Yidin and Goyim, or um, qualities of people that listen to him, people that don't listen to him. That's not what's, uh, what impresses him up there. It's such a deep place that that is all, darkness and light is the same. And from there he makes his choice that he wants the Yidin and he doesn't want the Goyim. Then comes the way the Yidin serve Hashem. And that can be divided into two different uh, levels. There is the way as Yid serves Hashem in his personal life, just simply in the things that you go about in your regular life, in the real world. And then there is the service of Hashem in the learning of Torah and the doing of mitzvahs. And that's the difference between uh, Kayanim as servants of Hashem and then, the, or, or in, the, in the traditional meaning of the word kainim, or in this case, what is expressed by the Pasuk Goy Kaddish, being completely separated and sanctified, that is the way a Yid serves in the area of holiness, Torah and mitzvahs. And then there is what, how Rashi interprets Mamlechus Kainim here, which it means a master, that means the way a Yid serves Hashem in the ordinary world. He goes about his business, is eating and is doing his, of his own personal life, serving Hashem in that way, through this he becomes a master over his own world, over the things which are worldly. And in this there is it's not that we want to be removed from the world. We need to be engaged with the world and exert mastery over the world in order to elevate and refine the world and bring it under the wings of Hashem. And this could be the reason, the explanation of why Rashi chooses to express Kayanim, Mamlechus Kayanim, as Sarim, as masters of the world, rather than the traditional explanation of Kayanim, which means removed from the world. Why so? The Gemara tells the story that when Moshe Rabbeinu came up into the heaven to receive the Torah, the angels uh, suddenly saw a human being amongst them. What's he doing here? So they asked Hashem, and Hashem said, he came to receive the Torah. They said, what? You're going to give your treasure that you've been hiding away, you're going to give it down to the human beings, to the wor- people in this world? So Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, give them a response. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, let's look what it says in the Torah. It says, I am Hashem, your, I am God, your God, who took you out of Mitzrayim. Did you guys go to Mitzrayim? Were you slaves to Parai? What does it say then? You should have no other gods before me. 
do you live amongst Goyim that serve other gods that you need to be told something like this? And he went on to go through all the different Aseris uh, Adibres, telling them, you know, do you do business that you need to be told not to steal? Do you have parents that you have to respect? Do you have a Yetzahara that you have to overcome? You don't have it. The Torah doesn't really pertain to you. So they admitted that it should go to the Yid. From this we see that the whole focus of Torah, the real focus of Torah, is not that we should become separated from the world. In that, the angels can also do, in fact, they can do a much better job than us in being separated from the world. The real purpose of the Torah, the main purpose of the Torah, is that we should engage the world. That's what the purpose of Torah is. That's what we see from this Gemara. Which is, of course, how we see the difference between the way the Ovis did the Torah and the Yidin do the Torah, fulfill the Torah after Matan Torah. The Ovis could not transform the world, whereas now we're able to transform the world. And that's why Rashi says that Mamlechas Kayin means Sarim, which means masters of the world. That's the first thing that Moshe Rabbeinu said to them. You're preparing for the Matan Torah, for Gabaldas Torah. It's because you're going to be masters over the world. You're going to have to engage the world and, uh, and exert influence upon the world. Then you can go on to the next level, which is Gai Kaddish. A person can also grow to a level where he's so completely connected to Hashem that he loses contact, touch with the world. But the main thing is Mamlechas Kainim Sarim. And that's the connection between Parshaba Midbar and this period of preparation for the world. Uh, for Matan Torah. Preparation for Matan Torah. Parshaba Midbar talks about taking senses, counting the Yidin. The whole Chumash is in fact called Chumash Apikudim of senses. And in our Parsha it talks about three different types of countings that were done. The first one is the Yidin as a whole. Counted the entire Jewish population. Then it goes on to count, uh, with uh, excluding the Levim. Then it goes on to count the Levim as a whole, to count how many Levim there were. And then, at the end of the Pasha, it talks about counting the Bnei Kahas, the ones that were in charge of carrying the uh, Mishkan, the holy, sanctified vessels of the Mishkan. And one could say that these three types of countings align, correspond to the three different levels that we talked about, to Mamlechas Kainim Sarim and to Goy Kaddish. How so? The Shalah explains that the reason, one of the reasons why the Yidin were counted was because a Dabasha Baminyan, something that is counted, loy bottle. That's a halachic principle, that something that is bought, let's say you buy eggs by the dozen, each egg is sold separately, so then it, an egg would not get lost in a bigger mixture. Whereas other things like apples that are bought by the pound, if an apple gets mixed up in a hundred apples, then it's, it's lost, it's lost in the mixture. And therefore the Eivishter counts the Yidin so that they become important in that way, that they're not lost, let's say, in, in, uh, amongst them, the 70 nations and so on. But this, what confers importance on something that is counted not that it itself has importance. There are other things which are not bottled because of their, their personal importance. For instance, a living, an animal, a living thing. So an animal doesn't get bottled amongst many other animals because it has importance as an animal. But a Dovish of Beminion, there is nothing about the Dovish of Beminion that makes it important of itself. Only the fact that it's counted, that's what confers its importance. This is very similar to the idea of that as we said before, that the Abishta chose the Yidin not because of any 
personal importance that they have, but rather because he chose them. That's similar to Davish of So the first counting corresponds to the idea of a Yisim Li Skula. Then the Torah says, do not count the Levium amongst the rest of the people because they're going to be counted separately. They will be given an important role. They will be elevated above the rest of the Jewish people and they become sorin. They become the masters. They become an outstanding category amongst the Yidin. So they correspond to Mamlechus Koyinim, Sarim, they have an special importance. Then comes Bnei Kahos. Bnei Kahos were counted separately because they are going to be carrying the holy utensils. They are a person, people that are sanctified unto Hashem. They have a special mission even amongst the Levian. That corresponds with Goy Kodesh. So we see that Parshama Midbar aligns with those three ideas of uh, the three different categories of uh, ideas within Yidin. However, if we look at the Parsha Bamidbar, we see that what's most important, what's most outstanding about this Parsha is the counting of the Levim as a whole. The counting of the Yidin, the whole nation, it's not the first time that they were counted. They were counted earlier. This is the third time, in fact, that the Yidin were counted. So that's not unique to Parsha Bamidbar. The fact that at the end of the parsha we count uh, um, kahos, b'nei kahos, that really it seems as if it's connected to the next parsha where we count b'nei gershon, nasi as b'nei gershon gamheim. In other words, that it's sort of a half of a counting which really which might belong partially to the next parsha. What's outstanding about this parsha is the counting of the levim. And that is exactly what the point is. We said that the whole purpose of Matan Torah is that the Yiddish should become sorim, masters of the world, engaging the world. That's what's found primarily in Parsha Bamidbar, because that's the proper Hachonata Matan Torah, that's the focus of Matan Torah, that's the main focus of Matan Torah, and therefore that is the proper preparation for Matan Torah, or as we know it, as Beis Sivan, which is the beginning of the Achonus to Matan Torah.